Thank you for listening. David Doreen along with Marcus and John McGivern's with us this morning, too, on the morning KLH. Time to welcome our Green and Gold Insider, three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, co-host of Wilding and Tausch on ESPN Radio here in Milwaukee. Jason Wilde, good morning. Welcome to the show. How are you doing, Jason? Good morning, everyone. I'm great. always love when John McGivern joins the show. It's always a highlight, even though he doesn't talk to me when he talks. He does. He does. I do. I talk about you when you're yeah. not on. <laughs> it's all good, though. I get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so uh, give us the rundown. Matt LaFleur looking to jumpstart the offense. I read uh, that's something that you wrote about. What is Matt LaFleur going to do? What, what, do you th- what do you perceive will be the difference of the Green Bay Packer offense this coming week? So the best part of this, is that and, and and I don't want to make too big of a deal out of it because every coach does this, but he did say this out loud, which did surprise me a little bit. Going into the bye week, so they played Monday night, uh, lost to the Raiders on Tuesday was the last time we talked to him, and he said you know he's basically going to spend more time at Lambeau Field than you would on a normal bye week because the offense is so messed up, and then he said that he was going to scour through film of all the other teams in the league looking for something he can steal. Wow. So, uh, so that's part of the plan is to add some of the, uh, some of the ideas of other teams that, you know, maybe fit into this offense. Look, they are, they are searching. And I think if we're, if we're being honest and realistic, I think most of us, even with the way things went in Chicago, had reservations about how they were going to be offensively, that they were going to have not only growing pains with their first-year starting quarterback, but all these young guys that surround him. And that's exactly what has happened. So Matt LaFleur's job during the bye week going into this game against a very bad Denver team that doesn't even appear to be – they appear to be losing on purpose at this point. They do. They're going to trade away their good players. It was – Find the line of demarcation of I'm going to simplify things so these young guys stop screwing stuff up while still being complicated enough that defenses aren't able to read you like like they're playing Ash Wabanon High School. So I don't know how he's going to execute that. I don't know how he's going to simplify things to a degree that guys will not make as many mental mistakes, but... This is what happens when you choose to build a team the way Goody has on offense, talking about how all these guys are going to get a chance to grow together. That's true, but growing together means that they're all also going to have to have growing pains around the same times. So you talk about LaFleur watching other teams' films to get ideas. Is Goody watching other teams' films to get ideas of players to trade for during the trade deadline coming up in two weeks, are we going to be buyers? Like, And you mentioned maybe the Broncos, Jerry, Judy, a name I've heard coming to the Packers. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're going to get him. I, I would say this, Marcus. It, I would be surprised if they choose to be buyers. They do have, obviously, some ammunition, right? They're going to be getting the Jets' second-round pick because even with Aaron Rodgers throwing – passes on the sideline and wearing a shoe uh, not so long after that surgery to fix his Achilles, he, he's not playing 65% of their snaps this year. So they will end up with a second-round pick from the Jets. That is valuable. They've got, obviously, their other picks. You know, what I think is interesting is if you can find a real bargain, like, for example, Chase Claypool was a complete 
train wreck in Chicago. The Packers tried to trade for him at the trade deadline last year. And Dave Steelers correctly said, well, we'll take the Bears' second-round pick instead of the Packers because the Bears' pick will be higher. And it turned out to be. Now, the Packers' pick that they ended up not trading turned into Jaden Reed, who I think could be a pretty good player for them. So sometimes the best trades you make are the ones that you don't make. The Bears, on the other hand, were clearly rebuilding. Why squander a second-round pick? And why not ask yourself, why the heck doesn't this team want this guy anymore? He's still on his rookie contract, right? So the Bears being the Bears. I think Goody has to be really careful. I I understand that there's a sea of mediocrity in the NFC, and he may see this team as potentially, you know, get a couple of bounces our way. We can sneak into the playoffs, which would be great for this young team's development. But I would be leery of giving up a draft pick for a guy on a team that's having a fire sale right now. Sometimes that works out, but a lot of times – the change of scenery isn't enough to get a guy going. I know we're not even halfway through the season, and I know that there's a lot of football left to be played, but is anybody else's job in jeopardy at this moment? Defense, special teams, anybody? Or they just let it ride because this is a rebuilding year and we're not calling for anybody's head yet? Yeah, that's a good question, Doreen, because I, I, I think for all of us outside, I'm including those of us that cover the team, I, I think it's really hard and definitely for fans, to get your head wrapped around the idea that they kind of knew what they were in for this season, right? Like that, like they knew that these growing pains were going to be frustrating. But when you think back to some of the things that were said this summer, right, about growth and growing pains, and Lafleur, my favorite one was, you know, I'm a process-based guy, we have to focus more on the process and not be so focused on the outcomes. Like how often does an NFL coach where it's not for long, if you don't win, say something like that. Right. So I think they knew this was coming. It's just such a shock to our system. Like for the last 30 years, the only time the Packers were really bad was when Aaron Rodgers would get hurt. Mm-hmm. There was a coaching change and that's pretty much the list, Right. And even in 13, when he broke his collarbone the first time, they still found a way to make the playoffs. So I just think this is so different than what everyone is used to, that no one is really effectively able to process it. And I know that from the fan base, because I wrote over the weekend a story. I I went back and forth with the old quarterback for a while, and he said some interesting things on the Pat McAfee show about, you know, supporting Jordan Love and, I wrote a story about how right, be calm, you know, calm, be calm and carry on, or whatever that old saying is. Mm-hmm. And, and Aaron Rodgers, of all people, is the one telling you that. Well, a, it doesn't appear that there's a portion of the fan base that wants to ever hear from him again. <laughs> but he basically did the R E L A X on Jordan's behalf, and I felt like here's a guy who went through the exact same type scenario in 2008, at least with some veteran players around him. And had his ups and downs, too. He was, uh, he was better than Jordan has been in 2008. But still, he knows what love is going through. And the reaction to that story, there's just people that are really ticked off. and they, they, They're trying to figure out where to go with that frustration. Jason, seeing that it was a bye week, does this mean that it was a lighter week for you and that you had a chance to go see a Broadway show or something? <laughs> <laughs> Come uh, on, no, 
Listen, there's a Broadway series up there. What's it work? There is. So did you did you get out? Uh, let's see. Um, I did my expense report that was way overdue. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, we went to Sid's basketball season is starting. We're excited for that. And then, you know, the Nutcracker practices have us on uh, 43 a lot. I, I will say this. Are you dancing as well, Jason? <laughs> I, I am. I, I, I'm actually Drosselmeyer, which I want to thank Michael Pink for the opportunity, <laughs> given I'm completely unqualified. I would pay um, to see that. <laughs> there was. I went one year long before Maddie and Sid came along, but we went one year, and they it, it was the show that they kind of got wild and crazy, and like Craig Council was in it. Huh. Wow. So it was like 2006-ish, 2007, yeah. anyway. Uh, we're excited for Maddie. I don't want to downplay how awesome that is, right. but we do have something big planned. We are going to see the Taylor Swift movie. Oh, oh boy. good. Well, Marcus and just Sid's went making bracelets. Marcus just went this past weekend, and I didn't I get done. any friendship bracelets. Thank you very much, oh. all you people there at Mayfair Cinemas. Thanks. <laughs> He didn't, he didn't mention that he's probably been sitting there all by himself at the Taylor Swift movie. They saw yeah. you come in and said, that guy's got more than enough bracelets. We don't need to give any no, to he him. Actually, he, he actually, did Jill go with you too? Yes. Okay. So And I actually came out of there with the Taylor Swift cups, the Taylor Swift uh, oh popcorn bucket, the Taylor Swift tote, the Taylor Swift uh, light up stick. Oh boy! I have a ton of like eight by eleven posters <laughs> that I, I could give to all of you, and they call me gay. <laughs> Come on, I may be gay. That's queer. <laughs> oh, the amazing thing is, the people at the theater looked at Marcus and said, "I knew you were trouble when you watched." It. <laughs> <laughs> trouble, trouble. Yes. They knew all too well. They actually, they said, "What? You're being too loud." Calm That's down. Is. <laughs> so, so uh, the Denver game. I'm not going to ask you to pick it yet, but Denver is. You mentioned intentionally losing. Yeah. Mm. I mean, is it all for Caleb Williams, the USC quarterback? Is that what they're doing? Yeah, I mean they're not the only ones, but yeah, Russell Wilson is washed. I do find myself wondering if Goody has any regret whatsoever, because Denver was ready to give all those picks to the Packers for Aaron Rodgers, remember? Right. And when that didn't work, then they went and got Russell Wilson and got uh, Nathaniel Hackett fired. And all those interesting dominoes are a great what if they had gone a different direction type thing, uh, especially given the way last season went for the Packers, too. I I will say this. Uh, I, I understand fans' frustration. I understand they need somewhere to go with that feeling. Uh, but I am telling you right now, if they lose the Broncos, I am going to, I'm going to, uh, I'll do our show here. And then I'm going to mysteriously come up with laryngitis. So I don't have to take calls on our show uh-huh. from nine until noon. And the anger that mm-hmm. will be directed oh, yeah. at this team, if they lose to such a bad Denver uh. team, which by the way, they are capable of losing to anyone right now. Uh, they're not as bad as Denver, but they make some mistakes, and they can find themselves in a really bad spot. All right, Jason. Well, as always, thank you for the insight. We appreciate it. All right. Take care. Be good. You too. Bye. Jason Wilde, our Green and Gold Insider, co-host of Wilde and Tausch on ESPN Radio, and part of what we do here on the Morning KLH. He is brought to you 
by Mr. Holland's Home Services. Call them at 866-992-1717 or mrhollandshomeservices.com. Also brought to you by DJ's Transmissions and Milwaukee Muscle Cars and Restoration. Now buying vintage minibikes and muscle cars, visit DJ's Transmissions.com. Jason Wilbur, part of the morning KLH.